Hello, my name is Xena von Baraliakos. This video is related to the published manuscript that presents the results from the maximized trial, which assessed the efficacy of secukinumab in patients with psoriatic arthritis and axial manifestations with inadequate response to NSAIDs. Axial PSA is not clearly defined and universally accepted criteria for axial PSA are currently lacking and the available outcome measures do not distinguish improvement of axial or peripheral symptoms. The presence of axial PSA varies with disease duration and the definition used occurring in 5 to 28% of patients with early stage disease and in 25 to 70% of patients with long-standing PSA. Data from randomized controlled trials on the efficacy of biologic treatment for the management of axial manifestations in patients with PSA are lacking. Secukinumab is a fully human monoclonal antibody, which directly inhibits IL-17A, and it has shown significant and sustained improvements in the signs and symptoms of active psoriatic arthritis and active ankylosing spondylitis in several studies in the past. This manuscript presents the efficacy and safety results of secukinumab 300 mg and 150 mg through week 52 of the maximized trial. Eligible patients were randomized to receive subcutaneous secukinumab 300 or 150 mg or placebo at baseline and at weeks 1, 2, and 3 followed every four weeks starting at week four. Patients receiving placebo were re-randomized to secukinumab 300 or 150 mg. The primary endpoint was ASAS 20 response rates with secukinumab 300 mg at week 12. And the key secondary endpoint was ASAS 20 response rates with secukinumab 150 mg at week 12. Here are the inclusion and exclusion criteria. Patients had to have a diagnosis of psoriatic arthritis and be classified by the CASPA criteria. They also had to have active spinal disease as defined by their physician, a BASTA score of more than 4 out of 10, a spinal pain score of more than 40 out of 100, and an inadequate response to at least two NSAIDs over a four-week period, period prior to inclusion to the trial. The baseline characteristics were comparable across groups. More than 90% of patients reported worsening of back pain with rest, and more than 80% of the patients reported waking up in the second half of the night due to back pain. Overall, the vast majority of patients reported at least one or more features of inflammatory back pain. The primary and key secondary outcomes of the trial were, were met. In the overall population, ASAS 20 response rates at week 12 were significantly higher with secukinumab 300 and 150 mg versus placebo, and similar response rates were observed for patients who had a positive MRI at baseline for the spine and or for the sacroiliac joints. The significant improvements of ASAS 20 and ASAS 40 response rates versus placebo at week 12 were sustained through week 52 for patients in the secukinumab 300 and 150 mg treatment arms. Patients in the placebo group were re-randomized to secukinumab 300 and 150 mg at week 12. These patients also showed improved ASAS 20 and ASAS 40 response rates through week 52, 
comparable to the patients who were originally randomized to sigikinumab. The Berlin MRI scores were significantly lower at week 12 for both the entire spine and the sacroiliac joints in the patients treated with sigikinumab 300 and 150 mg versus placebo. Furthermore, these reductions in Berlin MRI score were sustained through week 52. Patients in the placebo group re-randomized at week 12 to sigikinumab also showed similar improvements in the mean Berlin MRI scores at week 52. Overall, no new or unexpected safety signals were reported through the entire treatment period. CQQNMAP provided significant improvement in the signs and symptoms and the objective signs of inflammation in patients with PSA, with axial manifestations, and an inadequate response to NSAIDs. The safety profile of CQQNMAP was consistent with previous reports. We believe that the results of the maximized trial provide valuable data that will deepen the clinical understanding of axial PSA. Thank you very much for watching. The full article is available at the Annals of Rheumatic Diseases.